Hello and welcome to the A Quilting Life podcast. I'm Sherry McConnell from A Quilting Life. And I'm Chelsea from Chelsea Stratton Designs. And we are here today with episode 105, airing Monday, February 26th, 2024. Super excited. This is a fun week for us. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that later. <laughs> First, I just want to mention Cozy Earth is a sponsor for this episode. We are grateful to have them on board. We love our Cozy Earth sheets and towels. I love my bathrobe. <laughs> I love the body cream that they're now carrying. And I, the socks. And the socks. We love our Cozy Earth socks. I wear too. them every night. Do you? I do wash they're, them. They're I so wash them. Soft. <laughs> well, we both got a few pairs. Yeah. So, yeah, we can. Oh, I actually have a pair of those yeah. as well. Yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah, they, <laughs> they are nice. I, they're, they're really good. The Cozy Earth products are made from bamboo from viscose or viscose from bamboo. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> so, but they are, the sheets are temperature regulating and the products are all soft and cozy. <laughs> so anyway, we love Cozy Earth. Use the code AQUILTINGLIFE when you check out to get 35% off site-wide. Okay, and Chelsea has the quilt, so we'll... Let her talk about them. Yeah, I brought a, I love kind of how Strawberry Lemonade actually plays really well with Seashore Drive. And oh, yeah. so, yeah, it does. It's kind of, you could mix and match them. Yeah. And they're both fat quarter quilts today. So on the wall, we have Magnolia and Miss Magnolia was inspired by this one. And this one is fat quarter friendly, made in our Seashore Drive collection one of my favorite quilt patterns and one of the first collections that we moved into using bella 200 and then on the table is summer slice and this one has been a big hit i love this row quilt i'm kind of excited to see people's versions of it this year now that the fabric has shipped and the pattern is out and if you choose to use a different collection just because there are so many different fabric combinations you can use in it so both fat quarter friendly and a couple of favorites of mine yeah i love them both Billy mentioned earlier that we need to make sure and mention all of the other quilts because we do yep. get questions. Always. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So behind Chelsea at the top of the ladder is the Heart of the Home quilt on the cover of the April 2024 issue of American Patchwork and Quilting. And just for clarification, the only place you can get that pattern right now is from American Patchwork and Quilting. You can either buy the magazine on the newsstand or go to the allpeoplequilt.com website and purchase a digital copy. Oh, nice. You can do that. And And we'll have that linked. We'll have that linked in the description. And then below that is my montage quilt in Strawberry Lemonade also. And keeping with the Strawberry Lemonade theme behind me, uh, we have Jelly Roll Sampler and Getaway. And then right behind Billy is Flowers for Emma. And at the end of the wall above the sewing machine, I'm not sure if that one is in the picture. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the Garden Stars Sampler Mini. And that one is actually pieced in our Walkabout collection. And the quilt behind Billy, I, I always get questions about this. It's all scrappy. The entire quilt was from my stash. I get questions, where can I buy those backgrounds? And they're from... 50 different collections so all scrappy i think you should make is because that's not all of our fabrics none of it is I think probably you should our make fabric one <laughs> with our fabrics with our fabrics yeah not to give you something else to do exactly. but we have yeah. so many low volumes too that would work well that would be really fun yeah, yeah. just that's, an idea yeah that's true and then I have something on the table. Should I share it? Go ahead and share this now. So our marketing director, Lisa Alexander, sent me this package with sticky rollers. Picks up everything but the kitchen sink. Picks up <sighs> dust, lint, fur, threads, hair, crumbs, coins, glitter, sand, seeds, dirt, confetti, and more. And to clean it, you actually just stick it under warm, soapy water, a little bit of Dawn, in a bucket and everything just magically falls off. And I watched the video. I I know that Lisa sent us this 
because there are threads everywhere when you're a quilter. Yeah. And so I can't wait to use it on my cutting mat and on the sides of my jelly rolls, on my clothes when I get done sewing. And the video that you watch for the product information, it also shares about this other product that she sent along. It's called the Nubby from the, and it's the stickyroller.com, but we'll, we'll link it in the description. But this is great for stubborn pet hair, anything on carpet, you just push it in one direction and it picks everything up. And there's also a mini one of these rollers and also a roller that has a long handle so you could use it on drapes or your walls, a design wall. It's, it's just fabulous. So we thought that quilters everywhere would want to know about this product. And I really want to thank Lisa for reaching out with this because that's one of my number one problems. In fact, the other day we were filming and I had made a mistake and had to pick some stuff out and sew. And I actually had to go change my shirt because I had so much thread on it. And if I had had this, it would have been perfect. Can I tell you how tempted I am to have Billy film a commercial of us using Like, this is the type of stuff I want to be doing. It's like a Swiffer commercial. And then we can have Jack in the commercial and we can like show how we're getting rid of the dog. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm taking that home He's taking the nubby home to use in his car, right? Yep. I want want in my car, in my room. Yep. (laughs) His hair is everywhere. Yep. So Billy's going to, he'll have a review on this next podcast. Yeah. The nubby. I'll let you know how it works (laughs) with with Jack. Jack will be reviewing it also. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And you guys also have an announcement you want to make about something coming out later this week, right? Yes. Yes. On Friday, we will be sharing some exciting things with you. We have a new fabric collection. Yeah. We'll start sharing those fabrics on Friday and then the following week, we'll start sharing the new patterns. We're just a little giddy about it, but we say this every time. Yes. We're the, lots of new patterns, new fabric collection, and that's all we can say right now, but we are very excited about it as usual. And- Stay tuned. We actually won't have a Thursday video this week on the channel because we will save that video for Friday and it will be an introduction to the fabric. Yes. So be sure to tune in on Friday morning here on the YouTube channel to get your first look at it. Yes. And we'll be talking things that will be coming with that. And we just can't wait to share more information about it because it's, yeah, it's a fun collection. It's a little bit different and just fun. Yeah. We're excited. Awesome. Okay. uh, We do have a couple listener quilts to share today. And then we also have a comment we want to read and a question that we're going to address today because uh, it's it's a great question, one, but it's also one that the sooner we can answer it, the better for people that might have the same question. And then after all those things, and I have a, an announcement about the podcast, and it per- pertains to listener quilts, questions, and, and comments and everything like that. So we will jump into that. Our first listener quilt today is a Hearts at Home quilt. And this is from Nicole. She says, hi, Sherry, Chelsea, and Billy. Happy happy almost Valentine's Day. She had shared this or sent this prior to that. I just wanted to share with you my hearts at home quilt made with Happy Days fabric. This quilt was quilted by Shelly of Ma Tant Quilting. And if you look closely at the quilting design, there are hearts in the clamshells. As you can tell by the crinkle, this quilt is well-loved. Thank you so much for being a bright spot each week mm-hmm. on my YouTube feed. She sent a good up-close photo of the quilt, okay. and I'm going to try to maybe adjust the colors a little bit to, to make those that quilting pop out even more so everyone can see it. But thank you very much, Nicole, for that. Okay, and then the next quilt was, is, is it the heartfelt quilt, which isn't one of your patterns, but she made it in Sincerely Yours fabric. Is that right, Mom? Right, yeah. Okay. And then combined with a little bit of fabric from her stash, too. Yes. So she says, Dear Sherry, Chelsea, and Billy, I like your podcast very much. I took part in the heartfelt quilt along. I was able to get some of your fabrics in Germany, and the rest is from my stash, like you said. She said she wanted to show us the quilt, 
a friend quilted it with, with the long arm and she, you know, she said, I hope you like it. And um, that is from Iris and I believe she's from Germany. Yes. As she said, <laughs> she, she, yeah. she got the rest of the fabrics from Germany. So that's one, it's awesome to get an email from a listener from Germany right. and that the yeah. able to get, you know, your fabrics there and, and put that, put that together. So we have that up on the screen as well. And, and, really amazing job with that as well yeah thank you for sending these in i love the listener quilts because yes. i feel like it really may it's just a nice community here yes. where we're sharing other people's yeah, work i love that too okay so the next next thing i want to share is is a comment and this is from kate she said thanks for a great podcast i really enjoy listening to you as i walk the dog or drive home from work billy recently commented about listeners and watchers and I wanted to let you know that as someone who is usually a listener, I really appreciate the way you describe what you were talking about so well. Sometimes I go back to the notes or to the YouTube channel to look up a pattern or get a picture of what was discussed, but you do a great job catering to both listeners and viewers. So I just wanted to say thank you for that because like I did mention, I, I do try to be aware of listeners of the podcast you know, a podcast is first and foremost an audio version. Most, a lot of podcasts now have turned to a video aspect to it as well. And like I've mentioned also, this podcast does work very well with, with a video version because of how many things we share on, on the podcast. But it's, I just want to say thank you. It's good to know. And, and with you too, as well, that whatever we're sharing, even if someone can't see it with their eyes, we do a good enough job, I guess, to, you know, let them know what what we're talking about without them being able to see it, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I was super excited when I got that email. I was excited to send it to you because I thought that would, you know, let you know that you're doing a good job at, at explaining things. Yeah. And so, well, and thank you guys you. as well. <laughs> Verify. We want to. We want to. You know, have our entire audience feel like they can listen or watch. Okay, now I'm going to get to the question that I had mentioned that we wanted to address right away because other people might might have it as well. And this is from Lisa. And she said, hello, this is going to be a crazy request for ideas as so many wonderful ideas are available on your website. I just became acquainted with your site this last month. I've enrolled in the 2024 block of the month and joined the Patreon membership and love skimming through many of your articles, designs, and ideas. She said she also reads the weekly newsletter and she's feeling a little bit overwhelmed. So her, her question is, I need a routine to get involved and make the most of my experience with you. Where should I start? All of your categories are useful and I want to get to each of them. Um, plus, I'd like to go back in to previous blogs, video, etc. Um, do you have any suggestions? So I think, you know, we, we have a new new member of the community, I guess we could just say right. that in that is, has found us recently. What, what's some advice? And this could be true to other people that maybe just, just came across the podcast or the YouTube channel or your blog. How would you go about maybe, um, helping them find a good place to start? Yeah. I thought that was a great, great email, like you said, and I do get several emails like that almost weekly, but hers was so thorough that that's why I forwarded hers to you because she covered kind of all the categories. And she actually started out with three suggestions. You know, she wondered about the newsletter or videos and the blog. So I would say if you're new, start by keeping up with the podcasts. We always share the most current things on yeah. the podcasts. We will, and we will even project out a little bit. So I would say start where you are and just try to stay current with the, the podcasts. The other thing is my weekly newsletter just comes out on Sundays and it actually does give a link to all of the things that I posted on the blog earlier in the week. And then I also go into more detail about things that are coming up or things that are very current. So it's ideal for someone who doesn't want to get the email every time I post. And I, I do have that option as well. But for some people, that's just too many emails. And I totally understand that. So if you just get the weekly newsletter, then you can read 
the articles that I posted during the week and just go and read the ones that apply to you. The other thing I think is Billy has organized the videos on our YouTube by category. So I think that would be a great idea to go through those categories. And you could even make a list of things that you want to get to first, according to category. Yeah, they're in different playlists. Yeah, Yeah, different playlists. Yes. And then also on my blog, I have a quilting index. It's a round circle that you click on and... If you go to that, it has all of the blog posts. Well, not all of them, but a majority of them listed by category. So if you're really interested in bags or pillows or table runners or fat quarter quilts, you could go through the blog posts that way or block of the month or anything, you know, any certain topic, Valentine's, Christmas. There are just lots of categories that, so that would kind of be the way that I would suggest. And I would suggest just make yourself a, a smaller list each month so that you don't get overwhelmed and yeah. go through that. And then we are also both on Instagram. If you're there, you can follow. I feel like I'm not super regular there, but if it's if it's big and it's important, I'm going to do a yeah. post. Especially like new fabrics, new patterns. Right. I've Yeah, Instagram I'm not as regular on anymore. Yeah. And then we also do have a... Sherry and Chelsea Facebook group, if you like Facebook, where people post quilts they've made with our patterns and fabrics and share resources with one another. It's kind of a community. And it's more active because it is more of a community. Right. Yeah. So I I feel like there's something for everyone. And we have listeners and viewers who don't like Facebook or Instagram. And for them, the podcast and the blog are plenty. Are their favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just find what works for you. Everyone has like a different preference, which is great that we can kind of hit most platforms. And she did mention, or I wanted to mention that she had mentioned that she's a newly retired elementary school teacher. So she's, you know, she's getting back into exploring the world of quilting. So she said she had to set it aside many times. So, you know, I, and yep, I, I, not like a 30 year veteran teacher, but I get it. There's a lot of times as a teacher, you don't have as much free time as you might think you, or as other people might think you might have yeah. as a teacher to do things. So, yeah. you know, congratulations on that. And now that you're have, have more free time, truly have more free time then this is, this is perfect. I was going to add also that with you, with the YouTube channel, people can also create their own playlists. So you can go through, you could go through those categories and those and those playlists and there might be an or the, there will be an update coming to that as well soon i want to reorganize some of the categories and, and add one but um you know just to give everyone an overview there are like how-to videos those are more tutorial based type things there's ones we have that are titled quilt patterns and projects so any any type of quilt pattern that my mom or chelsea shares that goes into that ca- category just anything that's more of a show and tell, not so much instructional, but new fabric, new patterns, things like that. There's a tip section that my mom has done different tips for different things throughout the years. There's a planning and organization section. And um, then obviously we have our, our podcast as well. So those are just some of the the categories and you can go through based on those and then you don't even have to watch them all but if if a title or something stands out you can click on on that and add it to your own playlist and and then when you do have time you could go through and watch those videos wow i didn't realize you could yeah. do that mm-hmm. either yeah yeah you can make your own playlist okay. i make my own playlists for like music all the time oh yeah i didn't know you could do that with youtube i do it on my podcast channel where I can add something to the queue or play something next in I you know iTunes podcasts, but that's Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing to know. She also mentioned that she filled out six pages of my UFO tracker with twelve each, so that's wow. seventy two projects that she's got to go on. But I oh again, goodness. I feel like. Just having it down on paper really does help because yeah. with that many projects, if you didn't know what you had, 
there there would be no way you would know where to start. So, holy cow! And and reading that actually made me think of something. If you are a person that has a lot of projects, you could print out those sheets and label them table runners, pillows, yeah. baby quilts, charity quilts. So you could put a different category at the top. And that way, the next time you went to make a baby quilt or a charity quilt, you could say, oh, what do I already have that I've started yeah. that I can pull out and work on? Wow. Yeah. So thank you, Lisa. Yeah, I think I think more people have that question as well. So that's great. Okay, so now I'm going to get into my announcement that has to do with listener quilts and questions and and moving forward. The reason we came up with this idea is to one, to stay a little more organized ourselves, and two, to take some of this burden off of my mom. So from now, moving forward from now on, if you want to reach out to the podcast, we have a podcast email. And it's pretty simple. It's a quilting life podcast at gmail.com. I'll have that up on the screen. I'll have it in the description, in the show notes, everywhere you can, can find it. And, it. and it will always be there as well. So anybody that wants to send in a a a quilt to share. I I mentioned a, a few episodes ago that there was one that I shared that was from a long time ago that I, I randomly found. Okay. Cause that was my mom gets it in her personal email. She sent it to my personal email and sometimes they get a little cluttered. And I was like, Oh, I, I forgot to share that. So I, we went ahead and shared it. I saw in the comments that there's some other people that have said, Oh, I shared a quilt once, but I never saw it come on. So we want to make sure that we don't miss anything we want a better place to where it's focused only on the podcast, not personal stuff, not other business-related things for my mom. So a quilting life podcast at gmail.com. If you have quilts that you want to share, send them there. Uh, please also just leave a note and sit, let us know that it's okay to share on the podcast. We always just like to get permission before yeah. we show anything publicly. Yeah, that would be super helpful because I spend a lot of time emailing people back asking if it's okay and yeah so if i didn't have to do that or billy didn't have to do save that save that time save that time yeah. mm -hmm. yes and then also for our listener question episodes that that this will be the place to send those as well so if you have a question that you want answered on the podcast a quilting live podcast at gmail.com if you send it there that will help me organize those a lot better as well and also like any comments or anything like that. Um, one thing I, I want to let everyone know, though, is that I'm the one that's going to be manning this, this new email account. So <laughs> if you have detailed questions about anything else, like I'm not going to be able to, uh, I'm not a quilter. <laughs> so if there's, if you're like, hey, I need, I need help with this pattern or whatever, I don't have a, a response for you, sadly. This is more of a place that's going to be for us just to take everything in and then eventually get it out here onto the podcast. I won't have a lot of immediate answers or anything like that for, for you. So just just so everyone knows that this is a place to to send us stuff and then we're gonna get it out on the podcast. It's not gonna be I'm not I'm not gonna have a lot to get back to you through the email, if that makes sense. So yep, a quilting live podcast at gmail.com from now on and we're we're hoping that we don't miss any listener quilts from now on we don't miss any questions and it should help us organize and run this podcast even a little better and and take some of that burden off of my mom okay yes i think that's a great this was billy's idea and as soon as i heard it i said yes yes this is going to be awesome <laughs> yes no more emails one more thing i wanted to mention before we get in we have a couple of topics for today but uh, i did want to mention that the Heart of the Home, Sew Along, is going to start this week as well. And I won't actually be posting on, I, I may do a post on Thursday, we'll see, because Friday's going to be about the fabric. But yeah. th their start date was the 29th, maybe? So yeah, so maybe, maybe that will be Thursday and I'll do a post about that. But if you are wanting to sew along with strawberry lemonade fabrics, I just can't stress this enough because week one is for gathering your fabrics. Find them now because they're getting a little bit difficult to find. And 
there were kits and I sold out and then I reached out to Chelsea and she did more kits and she sold out. Yeah. And those are just gone. But we did film a YouTube video that we will link in the description below where I gave a few other options. And actually, I was just talking this morning with Chelsea. You could actually do it with 15 fat quarters. Yeah. Plus to start to start for for the prints yeah. and then add in all of the backgrounds and low volume prints that the, are listed in the magazine. Yeah. So if you want to make something very similar, you you can just start out with those 15 yeah. fat quarters and then get everything else, find your border or binding. So And I know we talked about this. I might have some bundles available, but it's just not for sure cuz Right. Yeah, we're both going to try to gather up the last of our Some. fat quarters and have them yeah in the shop by the time this podcast airs yes so, yes that's the plan that's but the i don't plan. know how many right is what it'll be yeah so yeah. just just keep in mind and i'm sure the quilt is going to be beautiful in any collection that oh, you yeah. sew it with it would make a fabulous christmas quilt i think red white and blue would be stunning <gasps> what for that so, in fact, I'm still going back and forth as to what I'm in it because I'm going to make it again. And I'm trying to decide if I want to do red, white, and blue with all of our red, white, and blue. I don't think I have the magazine. Fabrics. I think I You need... don't? I need to give you a copy. Do you have a copy? I do have an extra copy, I think. Because I, I ended up with three copies and I gave one to Billy. So I should still have two. Whoa. You gave so, one to Billy? Well, yeah. It was so I could put information on the video on the video <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, i'm not going to be participating like, did you show it to gammy but I, yeah i did show it to to gammy to, oh, my, to my grandma so okay. that, so she she thought it was neat okay. to look at but yeah i can you can it's more it's all yours if you want it chelsea okay perfect oh, <laughs> if i can't find goodness. my third copy he'll give you his okay yeah. i'm not going to make any commitments though because okay. you guys know how i am <laughs> <laughs> yes you have lots to sew I'm right not now not committing <laughs> All right, so you ready to get into the topics today? Yes. Yeah. All right. The first one it came to me because of we, you know, we've mentioned the Quilting Life Academy. That actually, by the time this this podcast airs, the last module will be have will have been released. Yes. So, anyway, as I'm editing and working on those those videos with my mom, one thing that she mentioned in the academy was quilt backings, and I guess I've never really thought about it that much because a lot of what we do is on the front of the quilt i mean you we, you always show the backings and i know when we like did the live stream with fat quarter shop they wanted to see the backings on everything but you mentioned a few different things about it and so i thought maybe we could have we never really talked about them on the podcast very much so i know you guys do a lot of i guess just solid backings it's just one print but there are also ways that you can liven it up a little bit, I guess, right? You can do some scrappy backings. And I just, maybe you guys could talk about some tips or some different ideas for quilt backings that you've done in the past or or would like to do. Yeah, so I thought that would be fun too because sometimes we choose the same backings for our new fabric collection yeah. quilts, but sometimes we choose totally different ones. How do, how do you choose your backings when you're going through the SKUs and you are deciding on the backings? What what guides your decision? So this is really funny because if the quilt leans slightly modern, I'll put a basic low volume oh. as the backing. If the quilt leans more traditional, I always put a floral. Interesting. It, But like, that's how I've always done it. Yeah. I usually like to choose the larger prints, the larger florals in several of the lighter colorways for backings. I don't know. I'll yeah, just... Yeah, that's... Yeah. I, I like that. I like to wear there's a lot of color on the back, but also some white because most of our quilts are th quilted in white or off-white thread. And that yeah. way the thread doesn't stand out on the back. I remember one of our early quilts, I did a darker back backing and the white just... I don't know. I don't love that look of the white yeah. thread on a dark back. Yes. And I think that's why. So just for clarification, all of mine are from our low volume prints. Yes. I just like to use as many as those as I can. Typically, I'm doing like five quilts per fabric collection. Right. So most of those low volumes get used. 
And I like to use like a different one for each. Yes. And we talked about this this morning, but I usually do not pick a color. Say like a, like an aqua background would be, backing would be really cool. But like typically I'm not going to choose that. And I was just telling mom, you know, what are you using your quilt for? If it's a sample, I'm probably going to use it for a low volume quilt. Volume quilt. If it's like a quilt I'm taking to a soccer game, I'm probably going to put a darker back backing on it because right. I know what that's being used for. Yeah. I do pick a lot of I do pick a lot of aquas you and do. grays for backings yeah. because I feel like they're still light enough that they're not going to show through all the white fabric on the front. Yes. And but yet they usually have some white in them so that also the white thread won't be a distraction yeah. for the quilting. See the white thread, yeah, you can't really see it with the aqua and the gray, but if you're like doing a navy, it is so apparent. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> Yes. One thing I've done too, I've gotten, you know, because when we request our backing fabric, sometimes I'll look at what have I used in outer borders for my other quilts that I might run low of in my sample yardage. Because when you do a backing, you know, you always have some strips left over at the end when you trim. And so sometimes I will choose something that I've used a lot of in my regular quilts so that I just can have a few more scraps of that and don't complete because sometimes we run out when when you're making so many quilts and then magazine quilts and then block of the month and moto block heads and I have prints that I run out of before yeah. it's available to purchase so which is so sad we get <laughs> yes. really sad when we, we get run really out of sad but I have started now I cut a half yard of everything when you're I get my sample yardage and are. I put it on the shelf so I don't run out of anything before the collection ships and if I have to steal from it I leave myself a note what I took and so <laughs> like before we before the collection ships and mom has made like every project ima- imaginable or quilt or magazine quilt she will sometimes message me do you have a quarter yard of like these three prints yes and I'm always like have at it because I don't make everything I mean, I make five quilts, but mom is like using her yard, her sample yardage like crazy. And it's always it's always worked out perfect because I have my sample yardage that she can come pick and choose from. So right. Works out. Yeah. But Chelsea, neither one of us really do a lot of scrappy backings. No. I feel like it takes extra time and we're generally trying to get things to the quilter and have it quilted and so Yeah, but a lot of people do and right. Yeah, pieced, scrappy, yeah, all that. But yeah, typically I don't because I'm like, got to get this backing put together and I'm sending it to the quilter. Like, Yeah. Have you seen many of those type of backings like at Quilt Market or any anywhere else with some, any of your other friends that have, have done some? That quarter shop does a great job at pieced backings. Kimberly does a lot of a pieced lot backings. Of them. Yes. Tons. Yeah. And the I've, Moonbeams has one. Yes. It's really cool. Yes. And our... 2020 quilt with summer sweet with them had a pieced backing yeah too i i have a few pieced backings from back in the day when i was quilting i i'm thinking of one that i used all of these different older fig tree collections that i had scraps of and did a, a strip pieced backing and and it was really fun and i love it but Boy, when we got those 108-inch wides with our favorite things, those were phenomenal to work with. Not having to sew a seam was great. Yeah. And I I used all of my gray because that worked with other things other than yeah. Christmas. So that is gone. But our hexagon cheater print at 60-inch wide was even fabulous to sew with. You guys, the cheater print... <laughs> Mom saved me because remember I had that quilt and I thought I ran out. There's not enough of this backing. And mom's like, the cheater print, use the cheater print. And it worked great. Yes. I had enough of that. Yeah. In fact, I have a full bolt that I haven't (gasps) opened. And then I have a partial bolt. And I just, I know it's going to run out because I just keep using it. But you have that much. I do. You have been, see, that was my mistake. I ordered so many bolts of that and I thought, oh yeah, I'll just keep X amount of yards. And now I'm like kicking my, you can't order it. It's completely sold out. 
And I am just kicking myself and I'm like, you want to know what? Someday the cheater print is going to make a comeback. Yes. The hexy. <laughs> because it's that good. Yes. It was good. Yes. So, are a lot of, now you said the 108 inch fabric, that's sort of rare with with a lot of fabric collections or can can, no. can you always find it in a quilt shop? Um, A, a lot of different, it comes out just depends sometimes three or four with one collection yeah. or we have only done it the one time with favorite things and they were they were all the polka dots i feel like i would love someday to do a 108 inch floral backing that would be fabulous that would so, be my dream a focal floral a we focal talked floral. yeah we talked about this with kimberly she asked are you ever going to do like a large large floral yeah. And that was my vision of it was a uh, wide backing with that. And I mean, yeah, it could be a print in the collection. Right. But but sometimes also you can find something from another designer that's fairly that neutral great. that will work with our fabric yeah. that's 108. Yeah. And that's what I meant. Not just your fabric specifically, right. but right. are there always going to be a variety of 108 inch fabrics oh, that yeah. people yes. can find? Okay. Yes. Yeah. There has to be a certain number of yardage, I believe, ordered. Yes. of them for them to print it so they don't do it with everything oh, okay so that was yes. my next question is what dictates if a collection has that type of uh, 108 inch is it it's based on pre-orders well no th- no but it but a certain amount needs to be ordered if they're going, if they're to, going do to offer it, it. Yeah. yes oh you mean uh, has to be ordered by the company yeah by by shops by shops so pre-orders Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, but, Sorry, I'm not trying to like... But it's but not I, based I, I on pre-orders. It's not because, based on pre-orders. So what no. do you call it then? Orders? They just are required to... Moda... To, Moda will decide, we think we can sell... Sell this, this much, much of this. Of this. Okay. So we're so we'll going to make it. the basic order because we think... So it's based it's on their estimate. Okay. Yeah. Estimates. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. More than So not than every collection has a wide backing. They, yeah, they look over what they think will make a great wide backing with someone's collection. And I think, you know, it's, it's so smart because then they, yeah. And yes. Camille has ones that would work great with tons of collections. Yeah. And Joanna's had some lately yeah. that I've picked up just because they were so neutral that I could use them with yeah. anything else. Yeah. Saves you so much time. It's yes. awesome. And the fabric's a little bit different. It feels really silky. Silky. I yes, love it. I love it. Oh, the 108 inches yeah, more, it's different. more silky. Yeah, milled a little bit different. Oh. So, yeah. yes. Interesting. And would you both agree that's, if there was, would, would that be the b- most preferred backing fabric you would use then because it's because it's less sewing on the back yes yeah i would because then even if you're trying to match a lot of people like the prints to look like it's seamless right mm-hmm. and so you have to kind of like sew it to make it look like you never cut anything with the wide backing you don't have to do that right there's no seam in the middle of your quilt it's just one piece of fabric exactly and I have some of the red polka dot left from Favorite Things, and I'm just saving it for Christmas quilts I'm going to make down the road. I because have every print left. Do you have every print? You have the gray, too? Oh, wait. Maybe I don't have the gray. Because the gray is so neutral. I can maybe use I it. Maybe I have the gray. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> she says, hmm, I'm going to be coming over to your house later today. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, think you guys answered all my questions for that okay. sometimes i have to dig a little deeper to make sure i get every, all my <laughs> <Yes>. questions answered <laughs> yes <laughs> but good job okay so the next topic our last one for today is another thing that i i thought of and actually mom mentioned it early in the podcast so now i'm going to mention it as well there is and the topic is dealing with mistakes in quilting and i i think that no matter how long you quilt like my mom's been quilting a long time i, I think she's a good quilter and she made a mistake the other day. Like she said, that, that's when she had all the lint on her shirt. I thought this was what prompted you to yeah. pick this topic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we, that mistake was made. It happens, right? It doesn't matter if you're a brand new quilter. You've been quilting a long time like my mom. They're going to be made. And my mom had to pretty much stop and redo a whole, take something apart and redo it so that we could move forward with, with the quilt we were working on. Yeah, it was sashing, and I was multitasking in my defense while I was doing it. I was multitasking. You should not multitask when you're doing certain things with quilting. But I did the sashing the reverse of what it was supposed to be. Instead of 
light, dark, light. I did dark, light, light, dark. dark. And then when I went to sew it into my quilt, I realized something is wrong. And we had already filmed and I had already sewn this sashing in between blocks and we had showed it on (gasps) film. So I had to stop everything. I had to unpick all of the sashing take it take all the blocks out make new sashing put it back it it was doesn't that just aggravate you though i have such an unhealthy relationship with my seam ripper (laughs) we just are never well so that situation is is a unique one because yes we're doing something for paying customers to to follow along with you with that so there was no choice i mean that was yeah Okay, we got to redo it. You got to take it apart and redo it all because this has to be right. Whereas if you're doing something for yourself, that that also could happen, right? But I mean, at that point, you might be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I just, I need to take some time off or... Or I don't know how how do how do you guys handle that? Like, time do you off. feel like you need to? If you're like, nope, I'm gonna get right back on this right away. I mean, that was your only option, mom, that day. Right. But other times for other people, like I don't know, how, how have you guys gone about handling situations like that in the past? You have two options. You can either say, "I'm going to take some time off and take a breather," or you can tell yourself, "I can do hard things and go through with it." <laughs> okay. I always tell students in my classes, think about how you'll feel about this. You know, there in ten minutes, in ten days, yeah, in ten months, whatever. Is it going to bother you down the road? If not, maybe, you know, maybe you have one little block turned the wrong, one little half square triangle turned the wrong way in a block, and maybe it's not going to bother you. And maybe you don't want to unpick that whole block and take the sashing out. Maybe you notice it right before you're taking it to the quilter and you don't want to do it. It's just a personal decision that you have to make, right? I have a story. Mom has a quilt with houses on it. Yes. And we went to Portland to go. Mom was teaching a class. Well, first we went to quilt market. First we went to quilt market. And then we went to Portland. So this quilt has not only been at quilt market and nobody said anything. This quilt went to Portland. It was quilted. And the quilter didn't notice. The quilter didn't notice. Nobody noticed. And this house had a mistake in it. And when we were in Portland, someone in the class was like, well, that looks off, you know, not in a rude way. They were like, oh my goodness, that, and my mom was like, holy cow, I have looked at this quilt a billion times. And sometimes you just don't notice. Could, yeah. could you describe what the mistake was? Yeah, yeah, was? mom can't. Oh I, yeah, it's my Be My Neighbor pattern. Yeah. And I flipped the window, the window unit and the outer house unit in one of the blocks. And so yes, it hung in our booth at Quilt Market. Nobody said a word. Nobody said a word. I don't know if anybody noticed it and they were afraid to say something. It or... looks like somebody took a chunk out of the house. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then like I thought... Like a piece of cake. It was just like a whole square. I know. And I thought, did we have another quilt? Sometimes we drape other quilts in front of... Qu- Maybe. Maybe it was covered at Market and nobody yeah. saw. I don't know. But then the quilt actually went straight to a quilt shop in Portland, Holly Hill, and they hung it in their shop for quite a while and nobody noticed it while it was hanging in their shop. It wasn't until Chelsea and I arrived to teach the class that one of the students noticed. And yeah, and I noticed the cover photo for that quilt doesn't show the mistake. Yeah, no. It was over on the side of the quilt and... So the cover's fine. The directions are fine. And it will never be changed. We'll never see the well, light of day. <laughs> yeah, be, well, because once once you quilt it, that's yeah. that's pretty much game over, I right? I mean, I yes. have that's heard permanent. of people doing crazy, not quilt surgery after it's quilted or have you. I, I don't know if I've heard of that after. One time Val noticed something. I can't even remember now which quilt it was. Did she unpick it? But she noticed it. It was on her machine and she unpicked it wow. and fixed, fixed it, it for you. For me and then continued wow. on quilting. So, that is dedication. Yeah. Wait, that so was... you can un- you can pick out a custom quilted quilt? Yeah. Oh yeah. In the fact, threads, yeah. Yeah. In fact, sometimes Marion will start a pattern and she will her. hate it. And she will do a couple rows and unpick it she because really she will. doesn't like it. Yeah. Wow. And start over. If it bugs her, and she'll tell me, she'll be like, that one bugged me. And I it, I yeah. love it. 
And I mean, sometimes she'll say, Do you have this- to do that by hand? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's very time consuming. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Wow. wow. So, yeah, Marion has picked out things before. And I've said, Marion, you didn't have to do that. I would have been fine with yeah. it. And she said, No, it just bugged me too much. Hmm. Yeah. Because th- that was another question I had is that, you know, have you ever brought a quilt to, to, and I know you guys have a good relationship with your quilters with Marion and Val. So, if you brought something to either of them and they they noticed something, I mean, that way you just said about Val, she picked it and then changed it for you. I mean, are there some times where they look it over and they haven't started the quilting yet and they're like, you know, take that one quilt, for example. Let's just say they had caught it or something. Would they call you and be like, hey, I noticed this. Do you want to come back and get it and fix this first? Yeah, I'm sure she would do that if she had noticed it. So... Mm -hmm. I think that's why I love our relationship so much is we're very honest with each other. It, but it hasn't happened before where you had to like run back in and pick anything up or. No. I, yeah. It hasn't happened. Never happened. Okay. Yeah. No. Knock on wood. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. In fact, I just got it. You picked up some quilts for me last night and mm-hmm. I actually just looked at one of them because it had a lot of specific things that had to be turned in a specific way. And, when I was trimming it this morning so that I combined it tonight, I thought, I hope I did this right. I, I was in such a hurry to get this off to the quilter, but everything looks good. Yeah. So, and then that's my, another question is at this point in your quilting journey, careers, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> what are some mistakes? And I'm, and I'm talking about before you send off to the quilters. So let's say there is a half square triangle or something turned a wrong direction. Is that like, if you notice it, you're going to fix it 100%. I will usually, if if a block's turned in the wrong direction, I will. I actually have another quilt that was published in a Martingale book where I had something turned wrong. And, really? And, and there's a picture of that right in the book, in the book. <laughs> of the mistake, the block with the mistake in it. And people have emailed me. And I just feel like, oh, that it's just part of my journey. But yeah. I, I'm not, if I, if I cut off a point on a flying geese yeah unit, no i am not gonna unpick okay. that yeah something no. like that that's pretty small that's pretty small it's, if it's just a, a he, slight titch over the point i'm not gonna worry you about can't it. even tell in photography right you can't but there. but if i had if the, if this le- if this stem section were upside down i would flip it oh but something like that i would change i think on this quilt too i like did not want to lose any points i was very like Right. Or any, but yeah, you're right. If I had flipped, like, say this watermelon went this direction, you would have changed. Oh, I would have switched it because this quilt is so like row specific. Right. I absolutely. But I mean, your points all look pretty perfect here on these strawberries. So, well, it's taken several years. So, (laughs) So, but yeah, if if there's a point cut off, I'm just not going to worry about it. And sometimes I don't, when I'm sewing for myself and I'm not sewing for, a new pattern yeah. i sometimes will just just sew for the fun of it and not even worry yeah and be so precise okay so then for a hobby quilt mom let's say you make a mistake like you've made the other day are you going to do exactly what you did the other day oh and, yeah and do it right away that was a big mistake yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i i knew it, i knew it terrible. had to be it this had to, sashing looked terrible but would yeah. you do it right then and there if there was no deadline and no filming or would you have been like, oh gosh, I can't believe I did this. You know, I I need to step away for a bit and do it tomorrow. Or I I almost think that you would have done that what you did no matter what. Well, I don't know. Honestly, if I, if I hadn't been filming, I probably would have stuck taken that downstairs by the couch Mm -hmm. with my seam ripper. And just the next time I sat down to watch TV, I would have unpicked it all. But you would have done it. But I would have within done a twenty four hour period. Within a twenty four hour period. I feel like Billy and I both agree. Yeah. Mom would have been like, "Oh, I am fixing this." <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. and you, Chelsea, though, what would you have done? I would have put it in a box. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and then, and like five years later, five years pull later, it out. Billy would have been like, "Hey, did you ever fix that?" And I would have been like, "Oh, I haven't even thought about it." <laughs> it looks good. Let's just take it to the quilter. <laughs> It was so vastly different. <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was he sort of knows getting at. Too. He knows Chelsea's probably not going <laughs> to or finish that. <sighs> I did have a quilt one time that had, I think they were quarter square triangles, and they were all just like a sixteenth of an inch off. 
And I started putting the quilt together and it just was horrible. And so I unpicked it all and I took all of those quarter square triangle blocks and I trimmed and it literally was just sixteenths of an inch. But it makes from, such a difference. Then I put it together and it went together like a dream. And I was so happy. Because sometimes yeah. with those quarter square triangles, I'm like, no, this is so much work. I don't want to do this. But if you don't because of the block that it is, right. it ruins everything. Yeah. That's why I tend to stay away from <laughs> the QSTs, people. Yeah. But yes, I yeah. in overall I'm if I catch a mistake, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And we make mistakes and yes. that's okay. Well, and that's the biggest takeaway is yeah. that it, you're going to make mistakes. They're going to happen. It doesn't yes. matter if you're yeah. a beginner or if you've been quilting a long time. Just with everything else, I mean, mistakes happen. Yeah. And and I guess, yeah, just how you deal with them is can be different for everybody. But at the end of the day, no one should feel too bad about anything because yeah. it everyone's going to make them. And my goodness, Billy and I did the video and people were so nice to me. They were like, these are amazing. And I was like, wow, I love you guys. And also that mistake that I made that Billy's referring to with the sashing, that's a, a method of sashing that I love and that I've done over and over and over yeah. again. And I still made that mistake and didn't catch it until I went to sew the rows together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just from, I, I guess me working with you with the Academy and really getting more in detail of starting something from the beginning, right? you know, learning and everything like that. Um, it, there's a lot of different directions. There's a lot of math. There's, you know, there's there's a, a million different ways you can make a mistake putting yeah. a quilt together. And so it's bound to happen to everybody and it's okay because you're doing it you know, you're doing it because you like it and you want to progress yes. at it, right? And yeah. so, you know, it's not, it's, I know there are, I, I keep thinking like it's not a competition. I know there are competitions, but you don't have to do it for a competition, yeah, right? Exactly. You're not, everyone's trying to get a blue ribbon. So. You heard it here first. <laughs> Billy said it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that we've covered everything. Yeah. And our next episode will be Monday, March 11th. We will have quilts. quilts with the new fabric on the wall and on the table and on the ladders. And we'll be talking all about it. As we mentioned, in the meantime, you can get a sneak peek at the fabric this Friday here on our YouTube channel. Okay. And thank you for being here with us today. And thanks so much for stopping by. Bye.